Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily presented by the Dallas Morning News where several times per week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend about the Dallas basketball playing Mavericks. My name is Bobby Corella. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today to break down our second favorite German, well, maybe third favorite German in Mavs history, I guess, depending on how you feel about Detlef Schrempf, it is Dwayne Price. Dwayne, how's it going? I'm doing good. I like Detlef Schrempf, man. <laughs> me too. I love Detlef. I was at that game. Let me tell you this game before we before we continue on. Uh, uh, Dirk's first game in Seattle when, when Detlef Schrempf was with Seattle. I, I was there, and I remember Dirk and, and, and Detlef obviously, you know, shaking hands and talking, and and that iconic picture, you know, Dirk. No one, no one knew about Dirk. You know, obviously, uh, Donnie and all of them knew that, you know, this guy's, you know, what his past and what his potential was in the future. But but the average Mavs fan, especially after that game, I think Dirk had like four points, six rebounds, something like that. He was terrible. Dirk will tell you he was terrible. But as we know, he came back every summer. He came back with a new with something new every season, man. It was just amazing. And then he had a what a twenty one year career. But yeah, but yeah, Detlef was uh was the number one, I guess, the best German born player in the NBA at that particular time, uh, before Dirk. Yeah, after that first game, Dirk was every Dallasite's probably like. 49th favorite German. Uh, but it, it didn't take long for him to become number one in our hearts and in our souls for basically for eternity. Um, but yeah, today we are talking about his fellow Versberger. Huh? Let me tell you this. I forgot. Sean Bradley was born in Germany. That's true. Sean Bradley. And so was former Matt Vube Blob, too. So we, we got a long history with Germans around here, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Long you got history. a German car? What? You have a German car? Which one is it? I am not wealthy enough to drive a German <laughs> car. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave that uh, alone, dude. Yeah, I wish. Carry maybe on. maybe one day. Maybe one day I will. From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves, in-season adjustments, and maybe even postseason glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. Today we were talking about Dirk's fellow verse burger, Maxi Kleba, third-year big man who uh, easily had a career year. For Dallas, 74 games, he averaged nine points, five boards, a block, and an assist, shot a career-high 37% from three, had a career-high 57.7 effective field goal percentage, shot a career-best 85% from the free-throw line, Dwayne. He was very, very good, very efficient. Um, One of the team's best, most impactful defensive players. We saw him swat shots, obviously, and protect the rim coming off the bench. In the playoffs, he was in your starting lineup defending Kawhi freaking Leonard. Uh, and pretty well, mind you, making it difficult on him. Uh, so, I mean, pretty pretty incredible stuff from Maxi. Uh, becoming kind of a, a Swiss Army knife of a player. He can play center. He can play power forward. He can even play small forward on defense. Uh, can do a little bit of everything. So so what's your impression of, of Maxi as a player and the season that he had in Dallas? He's a good player, and it was just so unfortunate that, that, that Dwight, Dwight uh, Powell got hurt because that – Kind of forced Maxi into the starting lineup, out of his you know regular spot coming off the bench, and 
not not only is he in the starting lineup, he got a guard Kawhi Leonard, you know, who was the MVP in last year's finals and all that. It just it did, it just didn't seem right. It didn't seem fair or whatever the word I'm, I'm looking for, but I know that's what had to be done at that particular time. And he'll be the first to tell you, you know, his offensive number suffered because he only shot 33, 33% from the field against the Clippers in the playoffs, including only 19% from three-point range. And that, that's way down from, you know, what he shot during the regular season. But I'm pretty sure all that, you know, energy that he used trying to, you know, slow down Kawhi Leonard impacted what he what he was trying to do on the offensive end on, on the court. So we didn't get to see the true Maxi Cleaver, you know, because of injuries to uh, uh, Dwight Powell, and uh, and that's highly unfortunate. Yep. Yeah, but again, like we said, during the regular season, he was part of that really, really good bench unit. Uh, Luca was sometimes out there with those guys, uh, but, you know, Maxi, Jalen Brunson coming off the bench were, were two of the most important players on the team, and then Maxi did slide into the starting lineup every now and then. Uh, either next to Porzingis or whenever Porzingis would uh, would miss games, you know, whether he was injured or on the second night of a back-to-back or whatever. And Maxi proved he belonged, man. And, and, and it's easy to kind of forget that coming into this season, uh, you know, he'd never been a contributor on the Mavs whenever they were in the playoffs. Like Dwight was kind of a guy a few years ago whenever they played OKC in 2016. But this is only Maxi's third season. And in his first two seasons, he was he was a pretty consistent part of the rotation. But, uh, you know, Dallas was whatever. They won 24 games in 2018. They won 33 games in 2019. And so uh, this was kind of Maxie's chance to show what he what he's made of, really show his stuff uh, as, as a you know contributor on a winning team and everything. And, and he definitely looked like he belonged. I mean, he made an impact in the regular season. Unfortunately, like you said, in the playoffs, things kind of got uh, things went a little sideways. But. That's going to happen if you're defending Kawhi Leonard for 40 minutes a game. I I, I feel bad for anybody that has to do that, <laughs> frankly. Um, but he but he did show. I mean, like there's there's no doubt now. He's not only for sure like 100% a quality NBA player, but he's one of the better players on his own team. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 we did learn that about him this season because like you know he can play both ends of the floor and he can defend multiple positions. I mean, he can really do a lot of stuff for a guy his size. And he's not the youngest guy ever either. I mean, he's almost 29 years old, and he's out here chasing around guards in the perimeter and shutting them down consistently. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive, and he, he's kind of like a really unique player too. Right, right. And, and the thing I, I like about Maxi is that he's a fearless defender. You know, you, you see guys go to the basket, and Maxi might, you know, he'll, he'll slide over from the weak side, and he'll try to dunk, uh, block their shots. You know, he get dunked on a lot. He's He's probably on the wall of a lot of people, a lot of players in, they, in their game room, you know, a poster and all that. But he gets his share of block shots also. So that's what I like about it. A lot of guys wouldn't even, oh, I'm not going to attempt to block that. No, he goes after all of them. And I like that because when you do that, you're going to get your fair share of them. And that's a sign of a good player that he doesn't care about getting dunked on because he knows I'm going to block some of these also. And, and like I said, guys, guys won't do that. They're just – I've seen guys that step out of the way. Like, they don't even want to be in the camera shot when a guy's coming in for a dunk. I'm like, really? Get up there, you know, file him. You know, making that business decision, Dwayne. That's what that is. Yeah, it is a business decision. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that, Bob. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of what that was. <laughs> they make a business decision. <laughs> That's Boogie Cousins, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, against Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that feels like it was about 10 years ago, doesn't it? Right, right, right. 
But uh, but but back to like I said, I, I like him. You know the fact that you know he's not scared of anybody. Like you said, he can guard one through five and and, and guard them pretty well too. So I, I like that 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 fact about him. Yeah, yeah, we saw that versatility. I don't know if you remember this either. This is that same season. It's only two years ago, but it feels like it's like a different lifetime. Right. His his first season in the league, 2017-18, uh, that was whenever the Mavs, you know, this, that was the year before they got Lucas. It was like Dennis's rookie year. They had Barnes and Wes and those guys. Uh, Dallas went to Golden State at one point. I want to say in December. It was still fairly early in the year. Maxie hadn't been a, a, a huge player on the team yet, really, by any means, but for whatever reason, that night he was in the starting lineup, and I don't know why someone might have been hurt. I don't even remember who was on the team at that point at this point, but um, he started and he was the defender of Kevin Durant throughout that entire game against Golden State. And KD had something like thirty points, but almost none of his points were actually scored against Maxi. Like he scored most of his points when Maxi was on the bench, or like if they got switched off each other or whatever. And Maxi could really guard KD, and it was really impressive. And the Mavs ended up losing the game, but. I mean, Maxi put a lot of really good tape out there of him defending KD, and he's been switched against guys like James Harden, even CJ McCollum, like really quicker guys that are smaller than him, um, or, or you know, more whatever, just more more talented players. Uh, but he's able to lock them down, and I mean, we saw that early in his career, and he's really done that consistently for for most of his career now through through all three seasons. You know what I like about uh, guys like Maxi? They when they look at the scouting report. They don't look at it and say, oh, man, I got to go Kevin Durant tonight. Oh, no, I got to go Kawhi tonight. They look at it's almost like they look at it and they say, oh, okay, I got to go him tonight. He's just another player. You know, they don't get all starstruck and all that and, and thinking in their mind, this is going to be extremely difficult. They look at it, it's going to be extremely difficult regardless of who I'm going tonight. So I need to come out here with 150% effort and just shut them down. And that's what they do because some guys, you know how it is. They they know, oh, man, we got Jordan tomorrow. Oh, man, it, this is not going to be good. No, you shouldn't think of it that way because at the end of the day, they're all human. They, uh, it's not like KD or Steph or anybody shooting 100% from the field. Get your fair share. You know, get draw some uh, charging fouls. You know, get him in foul trouble. Make him play defense on the other end by scoring. And at the end of the day, you know, when you look at the final stat sheet, you know, you're not that far off from saying, okay, I did a pretty good job on him. Yeah, I remember asking Wes about that whenever he was here, Wesley Matthews, um, because, I mean, he was always guarding, you know, whoever the other team's best player is, the guy that Wes was guarding. You know, right. whether it was like Steph Curry one night and KD the next night and then like Harden and then Giannis and LeBron and all that stuff. Right. And I just remember asking him, like, dude, you go out there and you guard these guys for like 35 minutes a game and, you know, you're getting clocked by big men setting screens on you and you're, you're diving on the floor and you're, just, you're working your butt off. And there's still a really good chance that the other guy is going to score like 30 or 25, right. you know, and he's going to score on you 10 or 15 times. And like, how do you keep yourself from just getting so demoralized and beaten down and being like, you know what, screw this. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to try as hard because even if I don't try as hard, he'll only score like five or six more points. So it's really not that big of a deal, right. but there's just like a certain sense of, pride that really you know big time defensive players play with and also like a maybe a little degree of insanity you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they don't want to, they don't want to be embarrassed because at the end of the day they know everybody know oh you was guarding him tonight so he, he he got that 35 10 and 12 on you you know and they don't want that on their resume so it is some pride in there there's some ego in it you know and all that, and that competitive spirit you know that i can shut him down or at least 
hold him down, hold him. One thing they want to do is hold him below his average. You know, as long as they do that, they know, okay, that's a win for me because it's because you got to remember all these guys are great. I mean, they, they, I mean, they go, they can get they, they can get twenty points just by showing up to the game they, because they're gonna get that they're gonna get a inordinate amount of shots. So they're gonna get to the free throw line a lot. So they're gonna get there. So you just got to stop them from getting into a rhythm where they go on a string of hitting eight, ten points in a row and all that, and you know, and keep them from having a big impact on the game. That's your number one job. Mm, yeah. So moving forward, uh, Maxi was a restricted free agent last summer and signed what I believe was a three-year deal with Dallas, meaning that he'll be here for another couple, or maybe it was a four-year deal. Was, I don't remember. It was, four it was four. Four years? Okay. Yeah, so he's going to be around here for a little while longer, hopefully. He uh, turns 29 in January, so even though he's only got three years of NBA experience under his belt, he is, you know, well, he, he's 28, so he's still a young guy in real life, but in the NBA, he's kind of like in, in the peak of his prime, you know, uh, there's still a little bit of room for improvement in his game and everything, but, uh, he got a late start to his NBA career because he suffered some injuries while playing in Europe. It was actually kind of, it kind of sucked for him to be honest, because he was playing in Spain, uh, was, you know, good enough to make the leap to the NBA, got hurt. And then, uh, so he had a surgery and then I think he got hurt again and had surgery in Spain. And then he finally went to Germany, played a year for Bayern Munich. And that's where kind of the Mavs, uh, really honed in on him and 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 you know figured out that that he could really play. So uh, anyway, long story short, he's slightly older, but he's still going to be here for another few more years. How do you see him factoring in to uh, you know to the Mavs' plans? You, I, I feel like they can count on him as kind of like that first big man off the bench. I feel like he did enough this season to to sort of earn that uh, earn that right, earn that role as kind of like your your first big man, uh, borderline starting player. Like if anyone is hurt and 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 anything like that. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, he's not going to be a starter unless he get into a situation where, like this year when, when Dwight got hurt and all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, because the starters can't play 48 minutes, so you need some guys coming off the bench, you know, that, that can also impact the game and keep the flow of the game going in your favor. And Max is one of those those perfect big men coming off the bench. Because like you say, he can play either one of those uh, – those are three front line positions, you know, small forward, power forward, and center, and do it effectively. And, and I and I like that about about the Mavericks bench because when they were healthy, they wanted to, had one of the best benches in the league, you know, with, with him and uh, and Jalen. And that's another guy that we forget that wasn't there in the uh, in, in the bubble because of his his season in the in- injury that he suffered, you know, in March. So. Uh, He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay, but I think he's—I think he's going to be coming off the bench. It's crazy to say that. Maybe the rest of his career, maybe not. But you know, as we see it right now, I mean, he can't get into the starting lineup, and, you know, unless somebody gets hurt, because they're not going to—they're not going to bring Dwight off the bench. They're not going to bring KP off the bench. So and it's okay. Yeah, I don't—I don't think they're going to be using KP as a sub anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> I mean, because uh, the Clippers, I mean, Lou Williams, one of the best players on the Clippers team, and he comes out the bench, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, make a name for yourself coming out the bench. Uh, uh, you remember a couple of years ago, before his injury, uh, 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 J.J. Barrera, he was a beast coming off the bench and didn't mind it whatsoever. I mean, he came off. It's like the, the game went to another level. So you – you can be on that bench and you can own that bench and you get in the game and you can be just as dominant as some of the starters. 
That's what that's what I like about a guy like Max. He can be just as dominant as the guys who are starting in the starting lineup ahead of him. Yeah, and he averaged 25 and a half minutes per game this year, so he's still got plenty of playing time. Uh, again, he did start 21 games, so it's pretty pretty much like any time KP misses is when Maxi will start. But I kind of like him coming off the bench anyway, along with guys like Seth Curry uh, and and maybe Brunson, but but especially Maxi and Curry, guys who basically whenever you you can just drop them in the game. Mm-hmm. And they'll just go insane for right. five, 10, 15 minutes. And then you bring them out. You know, Seth is getting up shots, uh, you know, pouring it in on offense. Maxie's flying around on defense to where if you're playing them for like 35 minutes, then, you know, you're exposing them to injury risk. And then also maybe they just like, you know, you almost want them to like conserve their energy enough yeah. to, to, you know, make that, make that impact. Um, you know what played- I mean? I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of guys that are like that. Yeah, and he played 34 minutes in, in the playoffs, and, and you could tell, like you say, between the minutes and trying to slow down Kawhi, his offense just really, really suffered. It, it just wasn't there, and he was the first one to admit that. You know, that he had, he, had, he has to find a way to get that balance, you know, between playing a tough defense and also having some some type of impact on the offensive end of the floor. Yep. Uh, real quick Maxi story before uh, before we wrap things up. So this was – it was a day game. I want to say it was against the Pelicans uh, early in the season, like November, maybe maybe early December. The Mavs were at home. They beat the Pelicans by about 50. And, uh, you know, because it was an early game, it was like like a 1 or 2 p.m. tip, maybe even a noon tip. And so it was fairly early in the day whenever the game ended, like almost lunchtime, not quite dinner. Oh, was that the and, hockey uh, basketball doubleheader? What? Was it a hockey basketball doubleheader? It might have been. It might have been. Yeah, I, I I love those days. Honestly, I I love a good weekend matinee. First off, the NBA needs to do that more often. But anyway, uh, this was one of those rare golden weekends where we still had the evening off, so it was, it was beautiful. But um, you know, so the the players usually get some type of food after the game, and because it was sort of earlier in the day, they didn't have like a full meal because they you know they were going to go home and eat dinner by themselves or whatever. And so each player just had a Jimmy John sandwich sitting at their locker. And uh, Maxie, I guess, you know, Maxie just whatever. He just didn't want his. And so he gave me his uh, his, his little sub. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I had a free Jimmy John's. Thanks, Maxie. So after that, I was like, all right, we're best friends. That that, just, that feels it. We're just best friends. That's what yeah. I mean. You know, that kind of reminds me of the game when Nerlis Noel was in the media room. Coming at halftime to get a hot dog. Oh, came and got a hot dog. What are you doing here to get my hot dog, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cut in front of me in line to get a hot dog? Yeah. You better go to the back of the line. <laughs> Wait your turn, Nerlens. <laughs> Look at him. He's seeing this seven-foot guy in here. I was like, who is this? This is Nerlens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. And it was even – it was the same exact sandwich that I get when I go to Jimmy John's. So I was like, dude, it's fate. We're like – we're we're brothers. That's what that means. We're we're – <laughs> we're we're tight. When is the sitcom going to start? All right. So I was thrilled. But uh, all right. Well, that's good stuff, man. That is uh, that is the great Maxi Kleba. Uh, any any final words or anything, Dwayne? Before uh, we wrap it up? No, I just know the Mavs are in good shape with him. Like you said, he's got another three years on, under contract and all that. He, and uh, he's going to make some improvements because he's a hard worker. Because because you know you, you go in there, you see him. He's always working on his three point shot. Everybody in the, the league obviously has, has gone more, more so to the three-point shot, particularly for for big guys. And and you know he shot 37 during during the season from three-point lane, 37 percent from three-point range. So 
that's very, very good. That, that'll put you in the top 20 in the league right there. You know, so if he keeps that up, you know, and like I say, don't play him. You know, obviously you got to keep his minutes somewhere between 20 and, and, and 27 minutes a game because you don't want to tire him out and all that. But he's going to be a factor in this rotation, you know, for, for many, many years to come. Yeah. And the Mavs will be better for it, too. We love yeah. you, Maxie. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Dwayne. I appreciate it, man, as always. And, and thank you out there for listening to this episode of Mavs Daily. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We're making episodes uh, about three days a week for the rest of the offseason. And uh, we don't really know when next season will start, but we do have an idea of when the draft and free agency will be. And that is going to be what, November 18th, I think, Dwayne, is going to be your NBA draft date. And so that's coming up fast. That's now less than two months away. So, uh, you know, the basketball never stops, even whenever COVID-19 is doing its thing, unfortunately. So uh, make sure you just keep it locked on Mavs Daily. You can find all of Mav, uh, <laughs> Mavs. You can find all of Dwayne's Mavs content at Mavs.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Dwayne Price if you want to get more of his takes around the clock. You can follow me at Bobby Carella, and uh, you can find all our stuff on Mavs social media. And until next time, he's Dwayne, I'm Bobby, and this is Mavs Daily. We'll see you.